You're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to the Daily Emeralds Gaming Week in Review podcast. My name is Chris Berg. And I'm Matthew Brock. And we're here to sort of, uh, usually this is kind of a wrap-up of like the week in video games, sort of the big stories, but we realized there really weren't any big stories this week. Like, it was kind of a whole lot of nothing, you know? Yeah, a lot of... Little things, but nothing really that catch your attention. A lot so. of t- a lot of tiny news. A lot of like, oh, Jake Gyllenhaal is going to be in a movie about the division, and it's like, no, you're not. That movie's never going to happen. <laughs> you're crazy. So uh, instead of like recapping these small stories that no one cares about, we're going to look forward to the big stories that maybe we'll care about at uh, the Electronic Entertainment Expo, the good old E3, the annual. Uh, press conference, uh, you know, video games expo that happens in L.A. every year. And if you're not familiar, it's kind of the time for video game news to break. You know, all of the major companies are, uh, well, I guess most of the major companies this year have big elaborate stage shows. It's when a lot of the new games, new hardware, and just sort of new exciting developments happen. Uh, Last year, Sony brought out The Last Guardian, Shenmue 3, the Final Fantasy remake, the big stories happen at E3, and so today we're going to kind of look at the schedule for E3, which is going to be happening here in about a week and a half. Starts uh, The conferences are sort of June 12th through the 13th. So we're going to kind of look and see what's scheduled, and then, uh, you know, discuss what we predict might happen, and, you know, you'll listen to this on the 15th and say, like, wow, these guys have no idea what they're talking about. This is... <laughs> Yeah, complete complete nonsense. Yep, ruining our credibility in one fell swoop. I mean, we didn't have much to start with, so I think this is like when you have $50 left at the casino and you just, I was like, okay, I'm going to put all this in like 25 black, spin it around, and like, if I lose, I don't lose much, but if I hit, maybe <laughs> I can have some credibility. <laughs> Earned off my very little. So uh, the first uh, conference that's going to be happening June 12th, uh, 1 p.m. PST is going to be from Electronic Arts, EA, which uh, who are kind of doing their own thing this year. They're not actually on the show floor. They've sort of stepped off into their own uh, separate event. I want to say it's in London even that's separate from E3 but timed so that all the announcements will be coming around the same time. So they're, they're kind of pulling a Nintendo this year. They're kind of going even one step further from Nintendo <laughs> because Nintendo, as we'll get to later, you know, have kind of ceased doing press conferences and now do their own. Uh, yeah, their like, own like live feed of coming right through yeah. directly from Nintendo. Pre-edited, no live shenanigans <laughs> where the Zelda controls don't work. Just direct it to your thing. And EA, you know, they are still going to have a live show, but it's going to be technically not affiliated with E3, and their actual event is going to be more open to the public. So if you are in London and are for some reason listening to this podcast, maybe you can go see games like Titanfall 2, which is going to be having its uh, gameplay debut at uh, this show on the 12th. Uh, any any interest in Titanfall? Uh I like the idea. I love giant robots, anything involving giant robots. One of my favorite movies is Pacific Rim. But, uh, I don't know. It seemed like a weird... I liked the idea of Titanfall. It's just I didn't feel like they really went anywhere with it. Like, there was no... There was nothing that drew me in. It was, like, a multi, really multiplayer-focused. Like, the story campaign was non-existent, mm-hmm. basically. And that's what generally gets me like we look at other games like overwatch 
the thing that grabs me about Overwatch is, sure, it's a competitive game. I'm focusing on the competitive elements of it. And sure, there's but also I am, no single player. It's just this multiplayer thing. Yeah, but I'm so invested in just the world they created with just the characters, all the little snippets of cool stuff they give me. With Titanfall, it's like, all right, you're guys with guns fighting robots. Okay, now, you did mention Pacific Rim. What if I told you in Titanfall 2, your mech can get a sword? Can, then they do that in Titanfall One. Wasn't there? That a, is, uh... That's not in Titanfall One. That like they've only released one like thirty second teaser, and as far as I can tell, that's the only new development they've teased. Is you have a Titan and like the little soldiers behind it, then the one thing you see, sword just plopped <laughs> into the ground, and it's big enough that's clearly held by a giant robot. It just says Titanfall Two. Well, while we're on the subject, um, uh, basically, the theory is as technology gets more and more advanced. Will develop better and better armor, which means will basically basically the theory is will reset. Mm-hmm. So basically, armor will get so good one day, one of these days, that we'll start making melee weapons again to counter the armor with you know bashing mm-hmm. slash slicing. So that's a uh, that's the theory. I can't remember the name of it. At some point, the giant sword is going to be more effective than your minigun on the end of your arm. Yeah, because all the bullets connect. are just bouncing right off. And then eventually, someone's smart enough, they're like, you know, if I just put this you know, giant mech in another mech, I could just step <laughs> on that guy. And I believe that's how the apocalypse happens. I want to say that's, that's Nostradamus said that, I think. Mechs get another mech, and then we're all just done. <laughs> uh, so anything else uh, from EA that you think is going to be uh, exciting to see? EA, oof. You know, I saw a really good cosplay the other day. That was the EA logo strapped on a guy's face <laughs> with devil devil horns and a pitchfork. Mm. But I'm expecting, I'm expecting them. They're trying to really garner goodwill they, with their like community base right now. EA is in a really interesting place because I definitely see where you're coming from. I think I saw that same photo, EA and Devil Horns, just holding a briefcase full of <laughs> businesses I've ruined. Because there's really a lot of sort of sour, sour emotion in the air over studios like Maxis, uh, Westwood. All of these sort of legendary companies that EA has a bit of a reputation of just kind of smothering in their yeah, giant just corporate like, form. No, no, here, here. I bought you out here just because just... just yeah, yeah, and I think that they're in an interesting spot right now, where they seem to be doing more fan-forward projects. Like, there's a sequel to Mirror, there's a sequel to Mirror's Edge coming out next week. That's a sentence I never thought I could honestly say. Like, I mean, Mirror's Edge. I mean, that's a cult classic, to be honest. But that's from a, a company like EA, is like, wow, this is really like out of character for you. Exactly. Like when Mirror's Edge initially came out, is in this period where EA was making kind of weird, interesting stuff like Dead Space, Boom Blocks, like these kind of inventive games that were outside the mold but still had AAA production value. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that they are doing games like Mirror's Edge 2, they have Unravel, that strange sort of, like, puzzle platformer that they published, uh, I want to say it was earlier this year. Like, they seem to be getting back into that mode where they're more willing to experiment, more willing to do some stuff that isn't just... Here's the Battlefield game. Here's the Battlefield game with Star Wars characters. Here's all the sports. We made video games of them. Yeah. And one of the big reasons EA is under fire lately is uh, apparently they've really gotten into the habit of making games to die. Mm. Of They'll make a game and then it's online only. Mm. So once you know the, they decide we're not going to do online anymore, they basically they shut the it down. Games, they basically execute the, the game. Die. And that's... That's one of the big reasons they're under fire these days. Another one of my uh, favorite YouTubers, uh, Accursed Farms, his name's Ross. He does the popular, like, Freeman's Mind machinima. Mm. 
he has kind of he made an entire channel just devoted onto like shutting games down. Yeah. Uh, yeah, EA, uh, they're definitely in a space where they can win back some hearts and minds. Uh, they'll probably be showing off uh, some of their new Star Wars content. They have that thing they've been working on with Amy Henning from Uncharted that seems to be in production forever. I hope we finally see that in the flesh for the first time. But I think I'm going to move on to the next show that's going to be happening on the 12th as well, uh, later in the night at 7 p.m. Uh, Bethesda putting on their second E3 live event. Last year, they showed off Fallout 4 for the first time, went to a bit more depth on Doom, and I really liked one of those games. It wasn't huge on the other. Uh, so I wonder, I really wonder what they have in store this year because last year made sense. They had these big games that they hadn't said much about and were clearly on the horizon. This year, not so much. Yeah, they have uh, Dishonored 2 seems to be their one big release that they have in the chamber yeah. that they're definitely going to show a lot about scheduled for this year. A lot of people are going to be interested in that. But beyond that, I don't see what Bethesda really has to justify, you know, an hour and change of uh, stage time. Well, there's always the chance they're going to throw us some kind of curveball, maybe even just an announcement or something way down the line, like another Elder Scrolls game, maybe. Yeah. That would really turn a lot of heads. Yeah, I think a but. lot of people are thinking, oh, hey, maybe here's when, you know, Elder Scrolls Six gets announced. But after that Fallout announcement, you know, they that game, everyone knew it was coming for so long, but Bethesda didn't officially reveal it until, and I want to say today, exactly today, one year ago, we got the official reveal of Fallout 4. Yeah. That is when we actually saw that game in the flesh and it came out just a few months later and I really get the sense that that's what they would do with Elder Scrolls. They wouldn't want to do this thing where it's like, hey, we'll announce it and then not say anything about it for about two years yeah. because I think that frustrates a lot of people and you know, Bethesda, those games are massive. It takes them a lot of time. I do wonder if We'll definitely probably see more Fallout 4 DLC. They released Far Harbor recently. They've said they've got a lot more story content coming. So I think that'll be the next sort of big thing. Uh, but I don't know if that's really enough. That and Dishonored 2. Do you think there's anything else they might uncover? Uh, to, uh, yeah, I'm struggling to remember even what else they have. Yeah. Like Bethesda, you don't think that much as a publisher. Um, here's one. They are working... Working on an Elder Scrolls card game. Yeah, it's vaguely similar to Hearthstone, but as far as I can tell, they're not. I, they're different enough to warrant different markets. I remember they announced that last year as uh, at that same conference, kind of like an also ran with the other yeah. stuff, and I was like, oh hey, we're making Hearthstone with Elder Scrolls, and yeah, that hasn't come out yet. So yeah, maybe I, more details on that. Maybe and... more details on that. I could see them because last year they also uh, Fallout Shelter, that mobile game. They oh, announced it, so released bad. it the same day. I could see them doing something like that with that Elder Scrolls game where they're like, hey, remember that? It's out right now. Just go play it. Have Oof, it. Do it. Do it. And I, yeah, but this is going to be a bit of a wild card because you would hope that if they schedule another show, they have, you know, uh, another, you know, maybe not Fallout sized, but something along the size of like a Dishonored 2 reveal. Like something that people want to see that they can you know, just throw out there, get everyone excited. Maybe it's a new IP. Maybe it's something we can't even predict because, you know. It doesn't exist yet. Because we are not in the room when they made that decision. So I think that's going to be one of the most interesting ones to watch. Uh, and then the following morning, uh, 9.30 a.m. is Microsoft. that uh, They are starting off sort of the main day of conferences. And uh, a lot of rumors. Last week we talked about uh, their Xbox Scorpio. Their or rumors. Xbox Slim. or the oh, That's the thing. I, it seems like there's an Xbox Slim 
and an Xbox Scorpio and maybe an Xbox Stick. I don't know. The Django 2. Yeah, they're just going to throw 10 different Xboxes out there and, like, (laughs) just pick one and we'll keep making games for it. Just please. Just a Hail Mary. That's probably about what we can expect from them. Uh, yeah, I, I think we'll definitely see some some hardware. They recently announced yeah. a price drop that, you know, the one's down to like 299 So it seems like they're maybe clearing out some stock. They'll have a new unit probably later this month even. Uh, so I wouldn't be, I definitely expect hardware there. As far as games, they kind of have a lot of stuff that they showed off like the last year, past two years that hasn't come out yet but is definitely prime for, like, a big gameplay reveal. And I think that's what makes Microsoft kind of exciting. Uh, Crackdown Crackdown 3, I'm trying to remember if it's Crackdown 3 or if they're just now calling it Crackdown. They're doing the reboot thing. Uh... They, they reveal that... Crackdown. Was that the one with all the neon lights in the that, tower? And, a lot of neon lights, yeah. a lot of towers, <laughs> cloud-based destruction. You can just tear <laughs> that whole city apart, provided you're connected to the internet. Uh, uh, yeah, they revealed that two years ago, showed off a tiny bit of gameplay last year, and uh, I believe they're still still scheduled for a 2016 release. So I am excited to see how that game manifests, because Crackdown, for those who might not be familiar, it's uh, essentially Grand Theft Auto-style open-world game, but all with superpowers, and you are these, you know, sort of bounty hunter agents, a lot of secret uh, secret stuff going on, kind of a nice cel-shaded comic book style. It's a game that surprised a lot of people when it initially came out. Sequel, you know, lost them somewhat. But I I wonder what they would have in store for Crackdown 3. Do you have anything? Uh, yeah, interesting Crackdown is just not something I really followed, so mm. I'm completely in the dark here. Completely out of the loop. Uh, also on their uh, things that they announced and then said nothing else about list is Scalebound, which was the latest from Platinum Games. And uh, for those who need a memory, little memory shake, that was the one with the guy wearing headphones with a giant sword mm, yeah. in ancient dragon times. <laughs> and when I saw that demo, I was like, this looks pretty stupid. And then they started playing a prodigy a track from the prodigy in the background. And I was like, okay. I'm on board, Platinum. You got me. I'll I'll do this. I'll I'm on board for your weird dragon game. Yeah, because it, it hits that like peak point of it's like, it's like they know. Okay, this this blonde haired kid with the headphones, he's a tool, and I'm gonna kind of hate him, but I'm on board for it's that. It's like that Final Fantasy level of like, look, it's over the top and wacky, but I'm gonna love it anyway. And that's how I want Platinum, because you know <laughs> Bayonetta two games like oh, that, Bayonetta 2. that are so over the top, that are so kind of insane. And it seems like Platinum is doing that in the context of The Witcher. It looks like they're making this huge kind of traditional fantasy game, but with their specific brand of weirdness. And you know that kind of excites me a lot, but. At the same time, Platinum's kind of been on a cold streak. Uh, Star Fox Zero, and they released a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game the past, were past they, couple weeks. Both awful. Were they involved? They were involved a bit with uh, Project Spark, right? I don't remember. I don't know offhand if they were. I wouldn't be surprised. It seemed like they had a lot of developers on yeah. board contributing to that thing. Yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if Platinum had some hand in Spark. Yeah, because I think Conker's Bedford and uh, Banjo-Kazooie both had like cameos in that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, speaking of Rare Entertainment, by the way, uh, Sea of Thieves, another big game from uh, Rare, fans for Banjo-Kazooie, uh, revealed last year, haven't heard much about it as well, sort of a pirate-themed MMO. And uh, that's something that I could see them doing kind of another stealth release for. Like, okay, 
let's put this into live beta right now because what they showed of that game, you didn't get a sense for what it was really, sort of first person pirate adventure, but there's really, yeah, I couldn't get much of a handle on what I'm doing in Sea of Thieves. So. Hmm. Anyway, what's uh, next on the agenda? Uh, I think the only other game I can, I well, okay, two other games I can really come to mind that I know they're going to talk about. Uh, there's ReCore, uh, which is from uh, Armature Studios, which founded by members, of, former members of Retro Studios, made the Metroid Prime games, teaming with uh, Inafune, creator of Mega Man. And they only showed a little bit of a concept teaser for this at the last E3. Kind of anime style, you got a robot dog in the apocalypse. Showed no actual gameplay. So it's very hard to say what that game is, but just having those names attached kind of makes me interested in the end product. Piques your intrigue. Yeah. Uh, And there's also Gears of War 4, which I think a lot of people are a bit underwhelmed by. You know, Gears of War... I feel like that series has kind of run its course. They probably yeah. need a big reinvention. And, you know, maybe this game will be it. It seems to be a bit darker, but I, you know, I don't expect to be wowed. Yeah. Got any surprise announcements you think might be coming out of uh, coming out of Microsoft? Anything you'd like to see? Not for Microsoft, no, other than, you know, new hardware. Yeah. I think it'd be interesting to see if they elaborate on their sort of PC initiative. Because yeah, that is one thing that kind of piques my interest because they said they've said they really want to try to focus on the gaming aspect of Windows 12. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so seeing where they go from that is going to be good. Uh, speaking of PC gaming, the one up after that, only an hour long, the PC Gaming Show, uh, which is has always been a very it, they started doing this last year and it's way different from anything else at E3 more of a sit down talk show almost a late night format bring on different developers uh, and you know just kind of talk about these smaller games and a bit of a more intimate setting it also went on for like three hours last year and I just could not hang like I was I was falling asleep by like minute 35 and I just kind of like okay I don't need to see all of the E3, so I'm gonna I'm gonna move away. Uh, and I think as far as companies who are confirmed to be there, uh, Blizzard, I believe it said they'll have some presence. I don't know how much they have, considering they'll have just released Overwatch. Do you and think Blizzard will have anything at that show? Nothing like nothing really substantial. Like usually Blizzard just does. They've started redoing BlizzCon, I think every year. So usually they just kind of stick to all their big announcements yeah. for that. They might, uh, they might tease some stuff. I don't know. I feel like we're coming up on a new Diablo expansion, so maybe something about that. And then uh, the new Warcraft expansion, Legion, that is gaining a ton of traction. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I was gonna say it seems like <laughs> they have that movie coming out and that expansion in the wings. So yeah, we'll probably hear something Warcraft related. One thing, uh, one thing I'm kind of interested to hear about is uh, there was a big controversy a while back with the uh, World of Warcraft private servers, right? Basically, running your own servers of the like original iteration of the game, which basically doesn't exist for sale anymore they uh they've done a lot of feedback with the community and they're talking with uh, the nostalgia's team who put together basically the biggest popular like server that had that original iteration they've been talking with them a lot so i wouldn't be surprised if they said something about you know what they might do with that. Yeah, I've, I've long expected them to announce, like, hey, announcing World of Warcraft Retro. You can just uh, pay us again, and we'll have servers that it's, you know, like the way you like it. 
And yeah, and there's there's other games that have done that to great success. I mean, there's three separate iterations of RuneScape. Mm. There's, uh, I think, progression servers for EverQuest. Uh, yeah, so I... And that seems like the level of announcement you'd see at that show. Like, something that's very fan-oriented. It's yeah. not gonna... It's not gonna be the big headline for them. Yeah, they're saving their I, big guns for BlizzCon. I, I think... I can imagine the best we'll see out of Blizzard there is likely gonna be a... Uh, like, maybe a new Overwatch hero. Because that's... You know, will just come out. People are very yeah, excited yeah. about that. And, yeah, maybe something Warcraft-related. Uh, also on this list, uh, we have uh, Square Enix, Sega... Uh, they're both, uh, you know, probably going to have something related. I know Sega has, uh, uh, you know, a few smaller things in the wing. Uh, so we're going to just kind of quickly rush. We're going to skip over Ubisoft because... Yep, run out of time. At some point, no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's be completely... Like Assassin's Creed 27? All right, cool. That's the thing. They said no Assassin's Creed this year. Uh, but yeah, to, <laughs> let's just dive right into Sony at the smallest amount of time. And I'm actually I don't know what Sony would announce this year because I mean they're they've kind of run the limit of what they have to show. They have Horizon is the next immediate thing that they have scheduled for this year. We'll probably see more of Last Guardian, Last Guardian, uh, Shenmue, the things we knew about. Follow up on those. But as far as new things, I really can't put a finger on it. My money is on a new console iteration, just like Microsoft yeah. and Nintendo, and then uh, yeah, maybe just revisiting some of the stuff they've announced in the past and maybe we might get a new IP or something. But. Yeah, I I want to say they've also said like there were those God of War oh, 4 leaks. God of War ago. 4, yeah. that's something I really expect them to come out with. I, I could see that at being, least, I could at see least that some being definitive. a show closer. Yeah, sure. it, some definitive like, hey, it's a thing. I'd hope we see that. Maybe some of the single player DLC they've uh, teased for Uncharted 4. So yeah, there could be something interesting at Sony, but I'm kind of tempering my expectations this year because you know, all these new console revisions coming out in the near future. I don't know how much we're going to be seeing about them this year because they are scheduled for 2017. So yeah. it's hard to say if they'll reveal them now or wait until later. Uh, so I think that mostly covers E3. We kind of glossed over Nintendo, but they're showing Zelda. They've already said, like, hey, <laughs> we're just we're going to have one game there. Just cool yeah. your horses. And barely there. They're still off doing their own thing. Yeah, they're still going to be doing their own thing later. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and call it a show. And that has been our sort of E3, E3 preview, I guess. So this is now the gaming week in preview, I guess. <laughs> I call it that. Uh, I have been Christopher Berg. And I am Matthew Brock. And we will you know, maybe see you, you know, sometime in the near future. So thanks for listening and check us out on dailyemerald.com. See you later.